0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. I'm Broadway Video's Matt Tamanini.
1: And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki.
0: Grace, today in the podcast feed over on Patreon at the Mezzanine Tier and above, you and I had... Uh, about a half an hour discussion about Disney on Broadway related stuff, which really just kind of came out of, of something really small and turned into a really interesting conversation. So that will be up in the podcast feeds today, if it's not already, depending on when you are listening to this. So you can head over there at patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, Radio slash Patreon to hear all of our discussions about the shows that you know from Disney on Broadway. Some that might be coming from Disney on Broadway and some that you might not think of as Disney on Broadway, but very well could be Disney on Broadway related very, very soon. So we are looking forward to that. Something else, Grace, that you and I are very much looking forward to. I knew that you were having a very busy day on Monday, so I didn't bother you when this press release came out. But you are the first person that I thought of when I got the press release. With the first round of performers for the 2024 miscast performance from MCC Theater, they announced a slew of performers that'll be taking place at the Hammerstein Ballroom on April 15th. They are, so far, Gavin Creel, Brian Darcy James, Tyne Daly, Ingrid Michaelson, Lauren Patton, Michaela J. Rodriguez, Leslie Rodriguez-Kritzer, the one and only Anika Noni-Rose, Lea Salonga, Ryan Vasquez, Vanessa Williams, and Joy Woods. There will be more names announced in the coming weeks. This will take place on April 15th, Grace. Like, we're going. Right? Like, we're we going, right?
1: How many times do I have to say, Matt, that you and I are addicted to this whole thing? Like, yes, we simply must.
0: I mean, I was I was in on... You know, most of these names Tyne Daly, Leia Salonga, Vanessa Williams, Joy Wood, some of my absolute favorites. But you throw in Anika Noni Rose, who has this very special place in my heart. And I was like, this has to happen. I was actually talking about Anika Noni Rose when I was at Disney last week because we were talking about the new Tiana ride that is going to be happening there. I was just gushing about how much I loved Anika Noni Rose. So um, I guess we'll have to figure out how we're going to get tickets to this grace. But Out of these people, Gavin, Brian Darcy James, Tyne, Ingrid, Lauren Patton, Michaela J. Rodriguez, Leslie Kritzer, Anika, Leia, Ryan Vasquez, Vanessa Williams, and Joy Woods, is there somebody that you are most looking forward to hear take on a song that they might not get to do? And if you really want to get creative and put your thinking cap on, what is a song pitch that you would like to make to them?
1: Can I just say that Leslie Rodriguez Kritzer, like, let her do serious, let her do sultry, let her do, I mean, she'll probably do something comedic. That night is full sure. of, you know, ballads, but also a lot of really entertaining, humorous moments. What if we saw something else? What if we saw her do something else? Um, I would love to see something th- in that vein because she's a very dynamic performer and i think that oftentimes we we like to make light of the fact that like oh comedians that are typically in comic roles like that's all they can do and i'm like actually they're usually like the most transformative like really serious depth like mm-hmm. <laughs> actors of of all of us so um it takes a very serious person to be very funny and that's what i that's what i would actually like to see
0: you know like The first time that I ever heard Leslie Rodriguez Kritzer was obviously the Legally Blonde cast album. But since she left the show fairly quickly, after like six months, she wasn't in the MTV live capture. And I really wasn't paying attention to cast lists of shows at that time. So the first time that I really got to know her was via the cast album of the show she left Legally Blonde for. And that was a catered affair where she played the daughter of Faith Prince and Tom Wopat, the niece of Harvey Firestein, And I think she got married to Matt Cavanaugh in that one. But that show is, you know, it's fairly serious. It's not incredibly dramatic, but it is very emotional. And I was really taken by her performance just from seeing just from the cast album. I never saw the show on stage, but I thought she was remarkable on that album. And I really, really it kind of fell for her as a performer there. So I know she can do it. She gets the opportunity to make people laugh a lot on stage. But I am very much with you. Let her sing something very, very, very emotional and powerful and dynamic. I will certainly be there for that. All right, Grace, we got some other casting news, but of the more conventional sense. Yesterday, the Broadway production of Limpika began rehearsals, getting ready for its first performance at the Longacre Theater on March 19th. That means, as it often does, that we got the entire ensemble announced for the cast. I won't run through all of these names because uh, many of them are to be quite honest with you, names that I don't know. But there are some that I think will be familiar to some folks. But if you want to check out all of them, you can do that in the show notes. Marianne Torres, Lauren Blackman, Kyle Brown, Abby Matsuzaka, Nicholas Ward, Mary Page Nance, uh, and others. Grace, I don't know if you've had a chance to to look through this list, but I'm sure there are people on there that you are familiar with.
1: Yeah. I mean, Nick Ward, Nick Ward, Nick Ward. Yeah. There, there are some, also some people from the, uh, the frozen tour that I'm familiar with. So I think that like, this is, this is a really nice looking cast, um, really good people, great movers, dancers, singers. Uh, I think they've, they've compiled a a group of people that I think are also incredibly dynamic and, that are going to usher in this story with a lot of care and also older. Like it does not seem to be a peer. It doesn't appear to be a group of like young 20 somethings and then people in their forties. Like it's actually quite dynamic. which I, I like seeing.
0: It's interesting that one of the first thing you mentioned was like, kind of like the moving ability of some of these people, because we've talked so much about Rachel Chavkin directing this show. We haven't talked a whole lot about Raja Feather Kelly doing the choreography. And obviously Raja has, choreographed a wide range of different types of shows, also directed a wide range of types of shows. The thing that I think most about his choreography is the sophistication of it. So where it's not you know, um, a a Casey Nicola tap heavy thing, but there's there's just something very classy and sophisticated with uh, Roger Feather Kelly choreography. And I think that that probably speaks very well to kind of like you said, the maturity and the experience and the class of this cast. So I will be very much looking forward to seeing what this looks like when it finally hits the stage later this spring. All right, Greece, let's take a real quick break from uh, the news and talk about our sponsor for this week, BetterHelp. While we put a lot of stress on our work-life balance and kind of thinking about how much our jobs impact us, one of the things that actually has the most Uh, impact on how we feel about ourselves and about our lives is the relationships that we have. Grace, you know this. I work alone. I live alone, even though I do have family in town. So for a lot of my life, I just kind of sit in my house, in my office or on my couch by myself. But I've really been making an effort in my old age here to branch out and connect with friends on a more regular basis. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll probably notice that I actually am posting things with other people that I'm not related to uh, lately, and that means a lot to me. It is something that has taken me some time to be willing and able to put myself out there to do. But relationships are core to who we are as human beings and how we see ourselves and how we feel about ourselves. And one of the most common misconceptions about relationships is that they have to be easy. Just like anything else, if you want a relationship to work, you have to put in the effort. Therapy can help you tackle the challenges that you face in all of your relationships, no matter what kind they are. And BetterHelp is a great place to work on those things.
1: Yeah, it's it's so interesting that we're all kind of like reevaluing how we're caring for our mental health and safety. How are we kind of like bettering ourselves into the new year? And I think that like most people are getting into, you know, fitness. And one of my fitness goals is my mental health. Like it's kind of the first thing that I go to in terms of how am I bettering myself. And that's what I always turn to for recommendations for better health. Every time someone comes up to me and they say, like, you know, I've been thinking about this, but therapy can be really scary and a taboo subject for a lot of people. It's the easiest, fastest way to kind of jumpstart yourself into that next level of mental health.
0: So become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not, by visiting betterhelp.com broadway today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com help, slash broadway. All right, Grace, this next little bit of news is one that honestly, a friend of the show and and personal friend Oliver Roth and I have been debating for about a month and a half right now. And it seems like he might have three Tony Awards, but I think I was right on this one because we first started to hear reports yesterday from Kara Joy David, who is Broadway World's Industry Insider. She reported, and then I was able to independently confirm with a number of people that the Tony Awards Administration Committee met last week for their most recent eligibility status um, uh, meeting, and those announcements will be forthcoming. But the big shocker here is that Brandon Jacobs Jenkins' play, Appropriate, will be considered a revival rather than a new play. Back when I did the reviews for this, uh, on opening night back on uh, either it was December 18th or 19th, I had said that it lo- it really could go either way. The original off-Broadway production of this show happened all the way back in 2014, which would put it right around that line of being 10 years from the original production. Also, it is in no way, shape, or form a transfer of that production that happened at the Signature Center. Therefore, it was very different than Here Lies Love, who had a similar timeline of going from the public to broadway with here lies love it kept a lot of cast members it was the same production team It was the same director this production of appropriate was in no way shape or form related to the one that happened at signature so it does appear unless something happens between now and the announcements that appropriate is going to be a revival and that really shakes up that revival category grace because you and i we mentioned it yesterday as of Now, until we have that differentiation confirmed, the confirmed play revivals are An Enemy of the People, Doubt, Pearly Victorious, and Uncle Vanya. All four of those seem to be on paper really strong productions. I don't care what category appropriate is, whether it's new play or play revival. It is going to get a nomination in whatever category it is in, but it really shakes things up if that gets put into the revival category, Grace, because with five or four shows in a category we are only guaranteed three nominees you could get four and i'll get to that here in a minute but like if it's five that means there's two of what seem to be very very good revivals that are going to get locked out so this shakes up a whole lot for the rest of this season grace
1: yeah that's insane um, like, I love it. Like, I, the chaos is incredible. But yeah, I, I think that we run into this problem more often than not. I know that I, I remember when Hedwig was uh, considered a revival, and that mm-hmm. was cuckoo bananas to me. But also, like, these rules have to exist. And we just kind of, like, have to figure them out and abide by them. And I think that after a certain amount of years or what have you, like, It just has to happen. So I'm curious to see how this shakes out for the rest of the season, like we've talked about before on the show, of of what those awards considerations are and and where people are leaning. But it's certainly interesting. So I'm actually really excited about it.
0: Okay, so I want to read through the Tony rules for this season. This is this year's rules when it comes to how many shows get nominated in one of the best show categories. That's best play, best musical, best play revival, best musical revival. It says, quote, where there are five or four eligible shows in a best show category, at the Tony nominating meeting, the nominating committee will be instructed to cast one vote each for three eligible shows as nominees on his slash her secret ballot. Such ballots shall be collected and tabulated by a representative of the accounting firm. The three eligible shows with the highest number of votes will automatically be designated as the nominees in such category. A fourth nominee shall be added to the category in the event that the accounting firm determines that the difference in votes between the third highest ranked show and the fourth highest ranked show is 10% or less. I'd mentioned this yesterday. I said uh, it was like a tie or something close to a tie. This is uh, the official definition here. It has to be within 10%. But even in this case, it's not getting up to five. So if appropriate does get moved into the revival category, as all of my sources seem to tell me that it will be, something is getting left out. And it will more than likely be uh, kind of a shock because I think every single one of these shows expects to be a contender for that award. another show that is considered a revival, even though it has never been on Broadway, is Gutenberg the musical. It did close on Sunday, as we talked about in yesterday's show. Grace, did you see who the final producer ended up being?
1: I mean, it has to be Audra.
0: It was Audra. Yes, we did not get that one right, but she was the final one. Uh, So that was in there. But on Monday, they also announced some other pretty exciting news. One, that the show recouped, which based off of the how well it was selling, that's not a surprise that they were able to recoup on this run, but also that they were recording on Monday the cast album with our friends over at Center Stage Records. So um, very excited about that. Congratulations to everybody over at Gutenberg and especially congratulations to Audra McDonald, probably the biggest accomplishment in honor of her career to be the final producer in this production. Let's real quick talk about some theatrically related movie news, Grace. In an interview with Vogue UK, Oscar nominee Paul Meskel said that he is set to play William Shakespeare in the upcoming film adaptation of the best-selling novel Hamnet. Hamnet was written by Maggie O'Farrell, a best-selling novel. It has to do with how Shakespeare's personal life and how he deals with the death of his 11-year-old son and what that means for the play that became known as Hamlet. It is not necessarily, it's more historical fiction than I think actual history, but nonetheless, it is being adapted by Lolita Chakrabarti into a play that is currently running over in uh, in the UK. This new film adaptation will be directed by Oscar winner Chloe Zhao, and um, it will co-star Jesse Buckley, who... I guess this is what she's doing instead of coming over to Broadway to do cabaret. So um, this is very exciting. I have the book. It is on my bookshelf next in line to read after I finish Argyle, which is a terrible book. Don't read it. But Paul mescal if we're not going to get him in A Streetcar Named Desire on Broadway, let's at least get him something doing theatrically doing something theatrically related, Grace.
1: But he is. He's in Merrily We Roll Along the film, lest we forget. That's true. Um. So, I mean, we are in a sense, but that's not going to happen for another 45 years, I think is the total time for filming. So uh, that's not true. But <laughs> um. so, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it, it, he's kind of everywhere and he's fantastic. So no, no, it's like, let him do whatever he wants.
0: Um, one more theater-related movie thing. It has been reported over the weekend that Wicked has officially wrapped its filming. Both parts of Wicked are done with principal photography, and um, a bunch of cast members posted video or uh, pictures and stuff on Instagram to commemorate the end of the run. Ariana Grande did, um, Cynthia Erivo, and they were all posting things in like black and white silhouette. Uh, Jonathan Bailey did as well. It's very interesting. They seem to be very, very much coordinated. John M. Chu, the director, did. Uh, Ethan Slater was the only one who didn't get the memo. He posted something of him outside of his uh, trailer. But um, very, very fun thing for them. I've heard only really great things about people who are working or from people who are working on this. So we'll have to wait until Thanksgiving of this year to see uh, to see this film, or at least the first of the two films. All right, Grace, and let's wrap up with a feel good recommendation. We have a video for folks who are excited about the new David Yazbek, Eric Della and Itamar Moses musical Dead Outlaw, which will be coming to Audible's Mineta Lane Theater on February 28th. We have a video of some performances of songs from the show. The video features Andrew Durand and Julia Nettle and others. So check that out. Very excited about anything uh, David Yazbek and Itamar Moses do together. So I imagine this will be one that a lot of people are talking about when it begins performances on February 28th. All right, Grace, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me on Instagram at Matt Grace, where can people find you?
1: You can follow me at it's Grace Aki. All
0: right, everybody, have a wonderful Tuesday. We'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.